welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Welcome back to today's show. I have the wonderful Hetty Verney with me. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see in the background, she has something called Profit First, um, which was written by a gentleman called Mike. I won't try and pronounce his surname because I always get it wrong. Um, And she is one of, I think she's one of maybe only two accountants, um, qualified accountants that is actually certified by Profit First model. So to just talk about it and pretend to coach about it she's actually a verified profit first um what would you call it Hetty? certified profit first professional there are actually 20 of us in the uk now wow okay well that's that's a start um which is um hetty's been on our show before we have talked about profit first a little back then um so you can go and check that out you're going to love our chat today welcome hetty tell us about yourself introduce yourself Thank you. Hi, um, I'm Hetty. Um, I've been an accountant for about 25, 26 years now. Um, But I'm also a financial business mentor and I help people understand the numbers in their business and start to get some sort of control over those numbers instead of the business running you, you're running the business. Giving you peace of mind to know that your tax is already put aside so you don't have to worry about it your VAT is put aside as well because that obviously doesn't belong to you it belongs to HMRC um but what I do is I try to give people peace of mind that the foundations are solid in their business so that they can grow however it is that they want to brilliant and I can't tell you how important important that is there's there's I've got some fantastic accountant friends um that I refer clients to yourself included of course and um they're all really fantastic at what they do my accountants who I use are really good really good um but there isn't there isn't anyone sort of helping us sort of understand the numbers and see past the numbers as well as the money management we're not taught as business owners a bit like we aren't taught taught with our business finances at school how to actually look after and manage that money effectively to grow it. We sort of stumble along and somehow find our way. What I wanted to bring you along to talk about today is I'm going to talk about tax, right? But we want to do this in a more of an empowering way. How can we make tax sexy? How can we talk about tax actually as a, uh, it's not something to avoid. And I'm not talking about we should be avoiding tax tax avoidance schemes and something unethical. I'm not talking about it in that sense. I'm talking about how can we embrace tax and make it part of our day-to-day business management that is embraceable. So first of all, Hetty, what things do you see? Because I, I see quite a few different things and I'd love to know what yours are. What problems or situations do you see people getting into when it comes to tax? Okay, so um, I think the most important one that I see is leaving things till the last minute. Right. Because 
either personal tax or corporation tax doesn't really make much difference. You have to pay it nine months after the year, your either the tax year end or your business year end. Now, the sooner that you finalize your accounts for your business, whether you're a sole trader or a limited company, the sooner you're going to know what your tax bill is going to be for nine months' time. Now, if you get all of your information to your accountant pretty quickly, if you're using a cloud accounting system and everything's up to date, then obviously they've probably got all the information pretty quickly anyhow. Uh, but obviously, the sooner that you learn what your tax bill is, you can make sure that money is put aside. Now, what we do with Profit First is that we work out what your tax percentage is likely to be so that you can start to put that in seriously in advance. So that actually, by the time you get to whenever you've got to pay your corporation tax or your personal tax, that money is already set aside in a separate account. It's one of the things that I advise people, whether they're using Profit First or not, all clients, I advise them to make sure that they put a percentage, usually in between 15 and 20% of whatever their income is into a separate account and just keep it out of sight, out of mind. Don't think about it, don't touch it. Do not raid it, whatever you do. <laughs> I must admit, on the one or two occasions, I have been my own tax pot radar. <laughs> I, I'm just going to talk honest on my podcast. I don't believe in, in, in BS. Because um, <laughs> let's face it, just because we work in financial services or you work in accountancy, we've made mistakes as well. We've, 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 often we're talking from experience, right? And we spot mistakes quicker. And I've, I've, I've spotted that I've, I've raided my, my tax pot a, few, a couple of times. And to be fair, like people tend to do it not because they're buying, you know, a, a new yacht. They're not doing it because they're, you know, I don't know, going on a really expensive holiday. Um, quite often they're, they're reacting to something. They're just not organized themselves in nothing in advance. Or another situation I was in is I was putting aside £450 a month which is what I was been putting aside for tax. I hadn't realized that actually my profit had gone up by about 45 grand that tax year. Um, so the 450 was fine for the year before, but then by the time I got to the end of the tax year and my accountant done my tax, I didn't have enough money. So then I'm in the new tax year and I'm having to save profits, but my profits reduced because it went down. We're talking COVID times and all lots of complicated stuff going on. My profits then went down but I still needed to save the 450 because my profits were so still at a point where I needed to save that much for the current tax year. And then I was having to put aside another 350 on top of that to catch up on the tax I hadn't saved enough of in the previous tax year. And it was a nightmare. I was skin. It does get very confusing, as you said before, because you are looking at your accounts retrospectively that then you've yeah. got to pay money for the next year ahead, especially for self-assessment. And yeah. it does get it does get very confusing for a lot of people. But I think making sure that you have got enough put aside um, for the tax man is absolutely crucial. In fact, if you don't, I think you're absolutely mad. Um, and using well, I'm, my tax isn't going to be any higher next year because my profit's not going to be any higher. That's not a good enough excuse. Mm. That really isn't a good enough excuse. That's, that just gives you, psychologically, it gives you a ceiling. Yeah. And if you've got a ceiling, you're not going to go above it. No. So 
understand that if your turnover is going to increase and your profits are going to increase, your tax is going to increase. So if you're putting over 15% at the moment, perhaps you need to put over 18%. Yeah. Think ahead. Because so you do it on a monthly basis, right? So you should have a date where you sit down at the end of the month yeah. and ask that question and yeah. say, okay, assess really what has come in over that month. And therefore, yeah. before you do anything else, the first thing to do is based on that profit that has come in, what have I got to put aside? I mean, if you've got a spare, great. You know, it, then spend it, then take it out of the tax absolutely. and then pay it as a dividend if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. What I would advise as well is if you are using a cloud accounting system such as Zero or Reagent or QBO or whatever, is that you adjust your reports or you get your accountant to adjust your reports. So you've got a line in your accounts that says estimated corporation tax mm-hmm. or estimated personal tax. Because then every time you look at your profit and loss on your Zero account, you can see what your estimated tax is likely to be. Yeah, great. And as your profit increases and that tax amount increases, you can then work out what percentage of that is against your revenue. Yeah, great tip. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All of this stuff, it gives us ceilings like you just described. It gives us like a ceiling of potential, it, especially with VAT. I've got a podcast just on VAT, which is way back. So you can go and find that if anyone wants to listen to that. But it's talking about um, that's that ceiling of the 85K where do I go over it? Do I not go over it? Because then I've got to charge VAT. But VAT, I, I just find whatever tax it is, it limits us in our mindset because we've almost been taught to avoid paying tax. If you pay tax, it's a bad thing. It's a bit it's a bit like a society thing where we're trying to not give the tax man money. And it's I kind of almost like a cultural paradigm, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest. And I think if you can think about, especially for VAT, is it's not your money. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to HMRC. All you're doing is collecting it for them. I know if you are a small so business. Even if you, you said that, like, no, it's not their money. I made <laughs> that money. I charged that client a fee. I did all that work. Yeah, but all you're doing is passing it on to them. Yeah 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 so if you think of it like that it makes it it psychologically it makes it feel a bit better in a way so if you're putting aside i mean again with profit first what we do if you if you're fat registered is you take the vat off your turnover before you work out your other percentages before you do anything and you put that straight into another pot waiting for the next quarter that you've got to pay your hmrc and you'll find that you've got way too much in there because there's no way that your VAT is ever going to be, your VAT payment is ever going to be 20%. Yeah. Because you've probably got all of your um, expenses to take off. Yeah. So but, that is, yeah, which is a good thing. You're better off being that way around than the other. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing worse than having a client who gets to the end of each quarter and says, oh, I haven't got that money. Mm. What am I going to do? And getting a payment plan or a time to pay plan or whatever they like to call them at the moment, HMRC, for VAT is very difficult, apart from anything else. But also, all you're doing is you're paying that particular bill over however many months. In the next quarter, you're going to have another one. And yeah. another one. And it's going to keep yeah. on going on and on and on. So you need to get it under control as quickly as you can, because otherwise tax issues can can really take over 
They can yeah. really stop you sleeping at night. And I, and I can I, I felt that sort of heavy weight when I was in that year where I was saving for the current tax year and topping up the bill that was coming. And what I see a lot of people do when it comes to that 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 limit um, around of, of trying to avoid tax. So they're not they don't want to be paying it out because um, I, I guess people people experience it when they have higher higher income thresholds and you start to go up the income threshold. My husband does that. He's got a, he's a, a you know not personal information here, but he went up to another tax bracket and it really annoyed him the amount of tax he has to pay on his personal. He's not a limited company. Um, and it really annoyed him. And it got, you get a statement of like where all your money goes to, which areas of the, the you know, the government it goes to. And it was really winding him up. So there's, there's, it's quite it's quite an in-depth, deep sort of personal thing tax. But I think it's just really, really crucial as business owners that we don't allow it to then limit our income ceiling or limit our profitability or limit our wealth. So what I then see people doing is it does limit their ceiling. Yeah. their income ceiling, their profitability ceiling, and they spend their way out of the tax issue. Yes. So where do you see that happening? Because I see that happening. I've done I've, I've done it myself. You know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just pay for another course, another website, another logo, another mastermind. <laughs> I used to do it. I used to do it a lot. And I used to fall into that trap. Like, oh, actually, I want to pay as little tax as I possibly can. But it's tax is a good thing and that's how we've got your head to around that, isn't it? it's it is difficult to get your head around it really really difficult to get your head around it because automatically we've all probably been brought up with, don't pay tax don't give hmrc any of your money for goodness sake mm-hmm. whatever you do but actually tax is a good thing one it improves the economy of the country which is what we all want to do so that everything gets more on an even keel for us but two, it proves that you are a profitable business. Yeah. Now, if ever you want to sell your business, the higher, yes, the higher turnover is great, but the high profit yes. is going to earn you more money. Don't get me started with these. Like, I've had a six-figure year or six-figure month people online. Absolutely. I don't want to know what your turnover is. No. Tell me how much you actually, your, your net profit is. And Precisely. then Everybody who keeps on going on about their six and seven-figure businesses, is, it's all very well and good. But actually, what is their profit? Yeah. Outside of tax, and I see that my friends doing it. I know my, my friend, a very close friend of mine, has had an amazing launch recently. She's done so well. She's treated herself. She's went and bought a new handbag and a new key ring and treated herself and like high vibes and you know all that sort. Of, and and I get that because when you've been working hard and you've maybe sort of been a bit tight on stuff, you don't want to overspend because things were maybe like a year ago a bit tight and you're being a bit cautious with your money and you're then being yeah being more careful yeah. and then you go and spend and treat yourself. Um, and the profit's there. You can see it there, right? It's in the bank account. Um, but where I'm at with my finances where, is where I'm going, okay, um, what if a recession is coming? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk serious for a second. Yeah. I talk to people about emergency funds. My emergency funds have been, do, like, been have, um, are tight at the moment because I've made some big internal, big changes. I've changed networks. And basically one network owes me thousands and thousands of pounds while that transition is happening. And so it's, it's tight. And so until that money lands and it will, but it's tight until then. So I'm going, okay, what do I need to do? It's being boring, right? It's being sensible and not overextending yourself. 
Um, but at the same time thinking I still want a profitable business because I don't want to stop marketing. I can't stop doing the things that I still need to do my podcast, which I love doing. I still need to put myself out there, but how can I do that in the most cost-effective manner? That's not going to cost me a lot of money Um, and more, more income, more tax to pay, more money, more money to manage. Right. Because yeah, definitely. It's more responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I advise for my clients, especially those who are doing profit first is that their profit percentage, when they distribute their 50% at the end of each quarter is that that other 50% is left there. It's their, their buffer. Right. In case things do go downhill, in case we do go into recession, in case COVID comes again, whatever in case you need. Do you need yeah. three months? Do you need six months to feel safe? Yeah, what yeah. you need? And as that money builds up, put it into a separate account, a profit hold account that's completely in it, out of the way so that you never, ever see it until you have to. Because yeah. if something does happen, whether it's a recession or whatever, you're still going to have all your expenses to pay. Mm. You're still going to have your staff or your team to pay, whatever yeah. happens. And again, if it can give you the peace of mind that this money is already set aside, then you're not going to go, Panic. well, now what do I do? Yeah. I mean, but for a lot of people, when they're maybe they're catching up with tax, maybe they've like me, they're, they're waiting for a payment to come in, which is, you know, due. Cash flow can be tight. It, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of business you're running, whether you're an accountancy firm, whether you're an estate agent, if you're an online business, cash flow is king, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And when so when you've got a, like there's, there's so much mindset around this. So we've talked so far that there's a mindset of the upper limit, there's a mindset of, of tax avoidance, like you're trying to avoid paying tax. Um, and now we're talking about a situation where you're you know, you, you want to make sure you've got all this cash flow in place, but you're either spending it on the wrong things, but you also need to pay yourself because you've got your personal bills to consider. You've got your lifestyle to still keep up yeah. and you've still got a business to run because you don't want to stop paying your team. I, I couldn't afford to get rid of my client manager. Like as long as I've got enough money to pay my client, <laughs> manager, I'm happy. Right. Um, and I know a, 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 somebody recently took on an online business manager and it's a massive commitment right but they they set them up correctly they didn't give them the right job role they didn't have enough of a handover they literally set them up to fail and then blame the person for doing that we have to lead our businesses right and that that, especially when you've got all that pressure on that person to achieve something financially financially you want them to achieve a, a, a a revenue generating role you've you've got to set them up for success and there's there's so much to be doing, so many plates to be running. It, it's obvious that the thing that is retrospective, that you know, is not you're not going to be chased up on for another nine months that you leave to the last minute because yeah. there's so many more pressing things that are on your case right then, right now. Absolutely. And quite often there's a lot of people who find it really scary even just looking at their numbers because yeah. actually. I don't want to know how much tax I've got to pay because I think I'll just hundred percent. I'll just wing it, I'll wing it, I'll wing it, and then suddenly it's January and it's oh my god, I can't. Yeah. Heck, now what do I do? Oh, I haven't got the money put aside. What am I going to do? And yeah. that just causes more and more stress. We've all got enough stress in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Why not make it easier for yourself? 
get it over and done with or get what somebody else do to do it what do, what do you think makes them stop from doing it? Because like, we see people, we we have like if something comes up for me, I don't I don't have an emotional reaction to it anymore. I don't judge myself anymore. There's no shame. There's no guilt. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Um, but I've also reacted quickly because I I, I can recognize it when yeah. I'm doing it, and then I can overcome it and move on. Yeah. So we can sort of talk. I don't mean to be like from an ivory tower. I don't mean it in that kind of context, but when you're in this industry we've both been in this year like between us like nearly 50 years it's very easy for us to say some of these things that's scary right I know yeah, that's really scary actually <laughs> yeah um so what what things what baby steps can they do to help themselves along okay so one of the most important things I would say is do not leave it till the last possible moment hmm. if you can I would always advise having a look at your accounts somehow every month. Yeah. Even if you're doing it on a spreadsheet at the end of the year, if you if you leave it until the end of the year, you're going to be spending a week getting all your bank statements, getting everything together, sorting it all out, and then looking through everything. And during that week, you've got to remember a year and a half before oh, yeah. what the heck happened. I wonder what that receipt was for. Yeah, you can't remember. Absolutely no idea. Oh, I, mean, I can't remember anything from yesterday, for goodness sake. So but this is about ownership, right? So what I'm clients do yeah. is they're putting the ownership of this big, massive cog in their business over to a traditional accountant. This is not Hetty Verney and Profit First model practitioner, financial guru but traditional accountants where they're not telling you to put it in the pension before the end of the tax year so you can reduce your tax and actually create wealth it's retrospective afterwards when you realize you've got a bigger tax bill you don't want to pay but that's too late then you can't then pay for your pension a year later or you're then realizing that your tax you've not put aside enough because it's all retrospective you're putting all that ownership over to the accountant and expecting them to do it for you so do you think people should be going to their accountants and asking the question what what other help can you give me because I can't do this alone absolutely I think uh, again I think yeah as you say we need to take ownership you are your accountant's client you are the one who has the power here to say I would like my tax return and my accounts done by the end of June I need to know six months before my payment has to be made exactly what's going to be paid to what needs to be paid to HMRC. Yeah. It is your responsibility to say to them, I don't want to pay this much tax because <clears throat> whatever reason it happens to be, how do I reduce it? What else can I, what other expenses can I put through? Yeah. I get a company pension. What does that mean? How does that work? Yeah. Does it mean I've got to pay extra tax personally? If I take more dividends out, then how do I do that? What do I need to do? If you don't ask... That's a really good point, though, Katty, because what I see another th- a lot of people doing is that they're paying themselves a basic salary and minimal dividend yeah. because they're worried about what tax they've got to pay. And I had one client had 350 grand sitting in her business, ah! paying herself 20 grand a year. <laughs> Like madness. We are our best employees. If we do not pay ourselves, if if we had an uh, an employee who we had on payroll and we were paying them a minimum salary, how long would they stay with you? Not very not long. Not very long. No. 
if you don't pay your staff properly and you are staff, whatever happens, you are still staff. If you don't mm. pay your staff properly, what's going to happen? We get morale goes down, gets But the same happens for us. Mm. If we don't pay ourselves, however we do that, through salary, dividends, drawings, whatever it happens to be, mm. it doesn't make any difference. But if we don't pay ourselves properly, then we're going to lose our motivation for our business. We're going to lose our love for our business. Yeah. If we lose our love for our business, then that's not great for our clients, is it? Definitely not. So what we're saying is, is we've got to embrace tax. Yes, absolutely. know our numbers. Yes. And we've got to put systems and management tools in place. Well in advance. Well in advance. Yeah. So you can get ahead of the game and be kept accountable. So one thing I did do, and it's prompted me to actually, I, I need to, to rearrange it, is I have a, a bookkeeper um, and I had I do a quarterly catch up with my accountant, mm-hmm. um, but they sort of started to become six monthly. And I'm make it quarterly again. I'm going to make it go back to quarterly. And I'm also um, going to go back to doing a monthly with my bookkeeper because it's actually quicker and easier than doing, doing it monthly absolutely and it's also quicker and easier for them at the end of the year yeah because it's just because it's all done, done. It. yeah it's already up to date it yeah. means that when they're doing the end of year account your accountant's doing the end of year account everything's done everything's sorted yeah they know what issues there might have been and they've all been sorted out yeah and I, and I need to get make sure that um the bookkeeping online system that I'm using I don't really use it enough I think I need to um use it more I think that's, you, you that's don't it. use it enough yeah I don't use it enough I don't log into it and look at it enough I look at my own personal spreadsheets I'm a bit of a control freak and actually I think that um I should start leaning on the tools that I have got and the team that I have got rather than trying to do it all myself um, so when you look at your uh online bookkeeping if you're using zero or QBO or anything like that there are certain things that you need to look out for you look out for your profit and loss account Okay. Start to see what your net profit is likely to be. Get your accountant to add in a line into the bottom to say what your estimated corporation tax is so that you can always keep an eye on that. Okay. But also in your trial balance, have a look at your director's loan account. Yes. Because more often than not, if an accountant doesn't know or a bookkeeper doesn't know where to put something, (laughs) then they will automatically put it in your director's loan account. And if you don't see that... Right. At the end of your year, you your direct loan account may be overdrawn, in which case you've got to pay a lot of tax and interest to HMRC, which you do not want to do. No, and so that becomes another fear factor for people, right? All of this yeah. is another level of fear. But you can, you can counteract that fear by being in control of it. Got yeah. You take the power over. Yeah. Do not let your accounts or your books or anything like that have the power. It's your you, business. You have a course, right, Hetty, where you've 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 trained some of this stuff in a, an actual course, so they don't yeah. have to swap accountants or reinvent the wheel here. They could come and check out one of your courses. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. Okay, so just from a numbers perspective, um, corporation tax is nineteen. Well, corporation tax is nineteen percent up until the first of April twenty three. So if your year end is 31st of March 23, then your corporation tax for last year will be only 19%. From at 1st of April, it's going up to 25%. Okay, so the first £50,000 profit 
will only be at 19%, but anything above that will be up towards the 25%, but it's done on a marginal basis. So it's, it's sort of, yeah, it increases marginally depending on what okay. your it is. Um, dividend tax is 8.75% for anyone on the lower uh, base rate. Yeah. Um, as soon as you go to the higher base rate, it's 37.75%, 33.75%. Which is a 50,250. Yeah, 50,270, I think you can have um, before, um, before going up into a higher rate. Yeah, and then over 125 grand, it goes up to the next level. It does, yes. I can't remember what it is, but yes, it does. No, I can't. 45% comes to mind, but that might be personal tax. I'm not sure on dividends. No, I think it is 45% because they changed it again last year. Yeah. Yeah. It is <laughs> the thing, even we're going, they've changed it. What was it? They keep changing things all the time. So yeah. trying to keep up with everything that they're changing is in very important, but it doesn't need to take over your whole life. No. And I no, think that's the other not. thing about getting things done, uh, getting your accounts done, getting your tax returns done early on in the year, is it doesn't need to take over your whole life. No, definitely not. But building that, building that foundation, having the money put aside for tax, for VAT, if, if you're vatable, um, having the backup money in place, paying yourself accordingly, and then having spare at the end of your tax year, you can then say, okay, now I have the spare money to buy that yacht or buy a horse box. Yeah. <laughs> um, or whatever it is that you wanted to do. Or reinvest back in your business um which is a term that i fills me with dread normally when people say it because it's not really technically an investment it's just more of a way of justifying poor spending but that's a whole other subject um, but it's your profits right you can then spend it rather than spend it before you're meant to um, it's about putting the structures in place definitely it's so, so important. It doesn't matter where you are in your business, whether you're literally just starting out or whether you're uh, multi-million, seven-figure business. It makes no difference. Even the more so, more money, systems, yeah. more problems. The sooner <laughs> that you put those systems in place, the more solid the foundations will be of your business anyhow. Definitely. Well, um, I've loved our chat today. Always love right. our chats. Thank you for making tax sexy today with me. <laughs> Um, and the benefit of, you know, getting all of that mindset around tax right and make sure it's right for you. I'm going to be leaving your details, your contact details below. Um, but is there a, like the best way for people to work with you? What would you say that is? Um, I would say that the best thing to do is to go to my website, which is hettyverneyaccounting.co.uk and uh, book a discovery call and we can have a chat and just see what it is that you need help with, how you want the help. You don't have to come to me and change accountants, as you said. No. And also, if you do want to change accountants, it's not a complicated thing to do. But no. you don't have to come to me to change accountants. You can just come to me and we can set up profit first if that's what we want to do. We can just go through the mentoring side. You can keep your accountant. There are loads and loads of myriad of different ways that we can work together. But, Brilliant. Um, yeah, have a look at the website. It's the most important thing. Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining me today. Loved our thank session. You. And um, hope you all enjoyed the show. Please do leave a review. Do get in touch with Hetty or follow her on her socials. 
and um if you did like the show if you leave a review do let me know because i don't they never get notified of them but i love hearing people's feedback if there's something you'd like hetty to come back on or one of my other guests to talk about something in more detail then again let me know and i will invite them back and question them some more um have a lovely day enjoy take care thank you for joining us on today's episode of accelerate your wealth for further help or to connect with rebecca directly please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.